It's another day. I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, You Might Be the One. Our scripture reference today is John chapter 13, verses 21 through 32. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. After saying this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and declared, Very truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he was speaking. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So, while reclining next to Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. So when he had dipped the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. After he received the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Jesus said to him, Do quickly what you are going to do. Now, no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the common purse, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. So, after receiving the piece of bread, he immediately went out. And it was night. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. When you read the book of John, you'll notice the writer adds bits of commentary along the way. That's what the parentheses are for. John translates words for us, sets backdrops, and offers important details about who did what and why. Remember when Mary anointed Jesus with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair? It was an act of worship that signaled to Jesus the sign of his imminent death. Judas questioned why the perfume wasn't sold and used to help the poor. On a surface level, that doesn't sound like a bad question. Many of us today ask similar questions. We know, however, that it wasn't an inquiry as much as it was a complaint. Jesus told Judas, and maybe the others, leave her alone. That sounds like Jesus is squashing an antagonizer. Before we know what Jesus thought of the question, John already explained to us why it was an issue for Judas. John said he, Judas, did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he helped himself to what was put into it. Fast forward to John 13 now. 
Jesus is alone with his disciples and trouble disturbed his spirit. My spirit might feel troubled too if I knew one of the people closest to me was about to ruin my life. As a reader of John's story, by the time Jesus says, one of you will betray me, we have a good guess who it might be. And there's no formalized list of disciples in John, so we don't know all their names. We've read about a few. At this point, who wouldn't choose the known thief as the lead suspect? If you guessed Judas, of course, you're right. But notice what John tells us about what happened when Jesus announced a betrayer in the midst. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he was speaking. Now, it could have been they didn't know then about Judas and his dealings with the money bag. It's happened before that pastors or church leaders cheat entire congregations for years without anyone knowing. But I also wonder if they weren't so quick to assume Judas as the betrayer as we are. As much as they knew about him, they knew more about themselves. And that's a real danger to our walk with God. We assume the worst of other people and too easily justify ourselves. It's helpful for me to assume that if I had been around that table with Jesus, I could be the one he spoke of. I can be as proud as Peter, as undecided as Thomas. I can also take too much comfort in being the disciple that Jesus loved. As much as I may think I have my act together in my heart, I learn there are other big picture ways I fail Jesus. I fail Jesus. On this side of Jesus' resurrection, there's no shame in that. It's a reality of our lives. Of course, there's no glory in sin either, but we are forgiven. Our church sang this line in worship this weekend. My sin was great. Your grace was greater. You can't sing that honestly if you don't acknowledge the very real possibility you are the one who might betray Jesus. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find another note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. The easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.